Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hello and welcome into a Monday edition of Sports Scene ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Man, do we have a lot to unpack today. Gator Track winning national championships, both the men and women in the same year. What is up with that? Great job by Mike Holloway. Uh, The College World Series almost set. Uh, A couple of more Super Regionals to be decided. And to start there, Jim Callis, senior writer for MLB Pipeline, MLB.com, is going to join us now to talk about a wide variety of things. Jim, I always appreciate your time. Thank you for doing this. Um, let's start with Tennessee. I mean, look, a lot of people thought this was their year, but look, baseball comes down. You know, if the Dodgers are the best team in in the the MLB, they can lose a series. But did this surprise you, Tennessee, going down to Notre Dame? Not, not, I mean, yes and no, I guess I should say. And you're right. I mean, I think it was what the Pirates who have one of the worst teams of baseball swept the Dodgers a couple weekends ago. And, um, you know, but baseball in the three game series, anything can happen. I, you know, I talked to a lot of people, a lot of scouts, a lot of people in baseball who who had seen the the Fighting Irish, and I mean, I think a lot of people thought the Fighting Irish deserved to be seated this year, um, and not just necessarily at 16. They've kind of been under, I think, uh, rewarded by the committee the last two years. I mean, last year they won a regional and then lost a super to Mississippi State before Mississippi State won the title, and, and I thought. The Fighting Irish would play Tennessee tough, but I, I thought Tennessee would win because they have the best team in, in in college baseball, and we're on that list of you know you'd, they'd be in the discussion of the best teams of all time if they'd won the national title. But you know anything can happen in a short season, a short series. They they kind of ambushed Blade Tidwell uh, uh, in the first game, hit four homers in the first four innings, got off to a big lead, and, and, and held on. You know, got shut down by by. Uh, you know, Dollander, who has a chance to be number one pick next year for Tennessee uh, in the second game. But in the third game, you know, I mean, Tennessee was kind of cruising along, had the lead. And then, you know, bam, Notre Dame hit a couple home runs in the seventh inning, and, and Tennessee made a big uh, error that cost them three runs in the eighth, and that was that. I mean, it, you know, this Notre Dame team's a good team. So, so yeah, I think the, the, it is kind of a shock that Tennessee, you know, which had a great lineup, great pitching staff, great bullpen, great defense. You know, like I said, you, you could have made a case best team ever. I, I know I, I want to say going into that, turn, that, that Super Regional, Steve, I think they had hit as many home runs as they had allowed earned runs all year, which wow. is insane. Um, but I also think this isn't um, – you know, necessarily like Buster Douglas beating Mike Tyson either. That, that Notre Dame team is a very good team. You know, I think we're seeing this year with COVID, you know, and its effect on rosters and, and, and guys sticking around longer. You know, I, I believe the entire Notre Dame starting lineup, except for their third baseman, Jack Brannigan, all those guys have graduated. I mean, it's, it's an older, experienced team, and it's a really good team. So, so yeah, yeah <laughs> that was maybe a longer answer you bargained for, Steve. Yes, I was surprised Tennessee lost. Um, and it is an upset, but this isn't like a huge out-of-nowhere shock because that Notre Dame team is a pretty good team. You know, a couple of SEC teams that I think, you know, look at Arkansas. I mean, last year, that not quite Tennessee territory, but a lot of people thought Arkansas might have been the team to beat. They lose a Super Regional at home 
don't go to Omaha. This year they struggled down the stretch, had to go on the road, and they're going to Omaha. Look at Ole Miss. I mean, they barely make the tournament. Yes, and they they shut Southern Miss out twice in a row. Go figure, right? Yeah, you know, Dylan Delush is really pitching well for Ole Miss. And, yeah, Arkansas, you know, I think what hurt Arkansas – you know, in the Super Regional again. I mean, you're right. I mean, I think they've been number one like 12 or 13 weeks in a row before they lost to NC State. And, you know, it hurt them to some degree that Peyton Paulette, who is, was the best pitching prospect on last year's team, he's part of this year's draft, well, and hasn't pitched all year this year because he, he wanted to have Tom John surgery, but he was hurt and he didn't pitch in the in the Super Regional, and they, and they lost on a ninth-inning home run in the final game. And it's like, I, I think the takeaway, too, is if you get through a regional – you can't really do that with mirrors. Like like any team that gets to the Super Regionals in a good position to win, regardless of who they're faced up against. I mean, even look at Connecticut, which I thought – I always tell people, I thought the Irish would play Tennessee tough, not necessarily win. But I thought Stanford had the easiest path by playing Connecticut, and Connecticut went out and just crushed them in the first game. Um and you know, and then held on, you know, big ninth inning comeback. And, you know, and they'll play. You know, Connecticut, Stanford are playing the third game today. So he goes to the finals. But uh, but no, you're right. And you know, and that old Miss team. It kind of reminds me. You remember 2019? You know, Michigan was one of the last teams to really get into the tournament. Yeah. And they almost won the national title. And you know, it's going to be. I mean, even you know the A and M team. You know, speaking of another SEC team that that made it to Omaha. Like that's not like a team loaded with pro prospects. They just are, are playing really well right now. Um, you know, it, it, I think you have a number of teams that are older um, that are doing well. You know, and again, you know, Virginia Tech had one of the best teams. They've you know probably the best team in school history, and Oklahoma won in there and and won the regional. Um, you know, it's just it's you know any I think anybody who gets to a, gets to a super regional. Yeah, you can't count them out because it, you know it's hard enough to get through a regional, and you know we've you know as we've seen you know every they made a big deal and they talk about a lot in ESPN they should you know since they started seeding teams you know at least the top seeds going back to 1999 the first year Miami won the national title as the number one overall seed and nobody has won the national title as the number one overall seed since, since that's yeah 23 years I guess. Um, for those who don't know, uh, the MLB Draft Combine is coming up. So if fans don't know about that, Jim, talk about that event a little bit. Yeah, you know, it starts, I mean, it technically starts today, although I think it's more people are arriving in San Diego. But all week it'll be at, um, at Petco Park in San Diego. Well, there will, you know, the main event is there's a pro-style workout on June 17th. There'll be guys BP, throwing bullpens, taking infield, doing some running. And MLB Network will broadcast that for six and a half hours on Friday from noon to 6.30 Eastern. And then the day before that, while they're doing some strength and performance assessments, uh, MLB Network will also broadcast for three hours. But, you know, it's the physical stuff. There's some games involving high school players. I think everybody last year thought when they did the first combine, the, the biggest – the best part of the combine really was was interviewing and being able to to meet with as many players as you could in, in a short setting. Um, there's classes on kind of educating people about professional careers in, in baseball, and what that entails, social media branding. You, if you consent to do a, a physical exam, then you're guaranteed 75% of your slot value, uh, your assigned pick value in the draft, in case something pops up, you know, in, in the post draft physical. Uh, so there's a lot going on. Um, you know, it, it'll, it'll be interesting. I know last time I checked, and it's a little – the number changes a little bit because some of these guys advanced the College World Series, but, but there should be more than 250 players at the Combine. 
including 139 members when we last counted of our draft top 200 and 20 of the top 30 guys on that list. Jim, let me end with this. I know Sterling Thompson of Florida is going to be there. I think Barco is going to be there too. But uh, as you look at the draft today, which could certainly change, you know, and in, in when it comes up next month, is this a high school heavy top of the draft? How do you see this? I would say hitter heavy, just because of all the pitchers who were hurt, both at college and high school this year. The last couple times I've done mock drafts, I've had, I think, 12 hitters at the top uh, of, of both my last two mock drafts, which has never happened in draft history. But, you know, the, the top four guys on our list are high school position players. Um, but I also think the college you know, crop of potential first-round bats is deeper than usual. So you're going to see in that first round a lot of hitters. I, I think Sterling Thompson has a good chance to factor in that first round, but there will be a lot of hitters who go in the first round of the draft. Jim, where can people see your work? Um, it's at MLB.com, MLBpipeline.com. I, I usually try to tweet about what I'm doing, what we're doing, uh, at Twitter at Jim Callis MLB, and, and I always uh, plug it by saying you know, all of our stuff's free, all of our scouting reports, rankings, videos, None of it's behind a paywall. I mean, obviously, for MLB.com, we're trying to promote the game of baseball. But uh, you don't need a subscription. You can check out everything we're doing for free. Yeah, that, that's a great thing about it. Jim, I always appreciate your time. I know you're going get, to get out there and do a lot of work. And as the draft gets a little bit closer, we'll get you back on. always appreciate your time. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, Jim. Jim Callis from MLB Pipeline, MLB.com. Uh, if you do, you know, they always have. And look, everybody has a list of, you know, potential. But Sterling Thompson has uh, really gone up a lot of boards. Um, he could be a factor, and some think he'll be drafted ahead of Judd Fabian. So that'll be interesting. All right, boy, do we have a lot to get through today. And for the middle of June, that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. The Live event. Boy, a lot of back and forth about, you know, from the PGA players, a little shot taken, you know, at Greg Norman. But what I think is interesting, Schwarzel won. He's now going to get down in history as the winner of the inaugural live event. Did you see how much money he made? Well, if you haven't, go look it up because it is amazing. Some of these people made more money at this tournament than they've made on the PGA Tour. That's one of the reasons why this league is, is, uh, is being populated by some uh, PGA people because the money. I'm not going to go into the whole why the league. I already, I've already done that. I'm just saying to you that if you want a reason, because, because look, it was a little bit amateurish. You heard Bob Herrig with us last week from, from Sports Illustrated. He was actually there. And they actually gave away tickets. So it wasn't this event where, you know, people were clamoring to get in there. That's, it just, that's not what it was. But, you know, McElroy gave a little shot to Greg Norman yesterday um, when he won the Canadian. So, uh, you know, this is, this is, this is not going to go away here. Um, and, of course, the U.S. Open takes place this week. So that's not something the PGA oversees. 
how many of these players come back and play in that event and what's it going to be like on the golf course when you know the ones who have stayed loyal to the PGA have these guys again um pretty pretty uh dynamic stuff 1214 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry we'll open up the phone lines there should be lots to talk about for you ESPN 981 FM 850 AM WYUF Gainesville Sports Center here's what's trending now on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Alex McGee. Over the weekend, the Gator men and women's track and field team swept the NCAA Outdoor Championships. Florida is the first team since Oregon in 2015 to secure both team titles in one weekend. Catcher Mac Cassetti, a sophomore on the Gator baseball team, placed his name in the transfer portal over the weekend. Tonight, the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors will continue their series in the NBA Finals. Right now, the two teams are tied 2-2. Two to two. Tune in at 8 for coverage. Tomorrow evening, the Tampa Bay Rays will resume their series with the New York Yankees. This week, the Tampa Bay Lightning will begin the Stanley Cup Final Series with the Colorado Avalanche. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Alex McGee. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Ladies and gentlemen, gas prices continue to rise, and it is affecting wallets and pocketbooks. There's no question. So now the choice of automobile you make is very important. Do you need to downsize? Do you want to get a smaller vehicle? Do you want to get one that has better gas mileage? Well, the people at Southeast Car Agency also understand what's happening with gas prices. So they're doing their best to bring you the widest selection and widest variety of vehicles as they can to their place of business at Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. Go see them in person. You can look them over for yourself, test drive them, ask their sales staff whatever questions you may have. They are there to help, very knowledgeable. But the great thing about them, they never, ever try to hard sell you. You want to go online and look at them? That's easy too, secars.com. You can check out all the pertinent information about these vehicles online. The Cousins families run this business for 40-plus years. They know what they are doing, and they value you as a customer, just as they have done for me for a long, long time. Go see them in person. Tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Fatherhood can be a tough job. Let me tell you how I make it through the demands of being a dad. Two words, constant prayer. James, the half-brother of Jesus, was nicknamed Old Camel Knees because he spent so much time on his knees in prayer. Sounds strange, right? But have you ever seen the knees of a camel? They're callous and rough because the camels constantly bend down to allow their riders to climb on. What do your knees look like? Jesus tells us that the prayers of a righteous man are powerful and effective. Now, the Bible is clear that on our own, none of us are righteous. But through faith in Jesus, we are made righteous. And one way that faith expresses itself is through prayer. So when you get a moment, get down on your knees and humbly pray. Lord, I need your help. And be specific, especially with your family. I promise he'll reveal to you his strength and his will. This is Brian Wright, praying you have a happy Father's Day, right from my heart. To subscribe to devotions, visit rightfromtheheart.org. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. What I'd like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry is when you walk into the door, you're going to be treated like family. 
and when you walk out of the door, you will feel as if you, you've had an experience like no other in terms of dental practices. Um, you, will, you will be treated both professionally and personally. So to the extent that um, you, won't, you won't look for another practice. Uh, this is a lifetime type of practice where the moment you enter into it, I, I firmly believe that people don't leave here. They, they become patients forever. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. Belonging isn't just about fitting in. It's about feeling at home. That's why at Radiant Credit Union, belonging means more than just getting great financial services. It's the warm smiles when you walk into a branch, the care we take when decisions affect your life, and the love we have for this community, <laughs> even if we do cheer a bit too loud at Little League games. At Radiant Credit Union, you belong. Learn more about Radiant Credit Union's free checking accounts with cash back on everyday purchases at RadiantCU.org, federally insured by NCUA. We are all on this planet together, so join Odyssey and find your one thing. June is the month to make your pet green. Plastic isn't just harmful to the environment, but it can be harmful to your pets too. Don't buy dog and cat toys made out of plastic. Instead, look for toys made with natural materials like cotton, rope, wood, or bamboo. Even better, make toys out of old t-shirts, socks, or towels. Your dog or cat will love your upcycled toy just as much. Join Odyssey, and together each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? The WRUF Radio app. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Steve, I don't know if it was you, but uh, he says to me, Tennessee's gone. I can't believe it, but yet I can. The curse is real. Um, many times, you know, I was asked, do you take the field or take Tennessee? I took the field. Um, and I have almost all the time. It hasn't always worked out, but it did in this case. Let's get some phone calls. Daryl will lead us. Daryl, hello. Hey, good afternoon, Steve. Steve, after a Tennessee loss yesterday, I said, well, Steve Russell was right. Steve, what did you see in Notre Dame before this series? Two things. I, I saw a team that had been here. You know, that this is not a team that came out of nowhere. You know, they have had postseason experience, Daryl. And number two, as mentioned on the broadcast yesterday, a lot of older players. They were not going to be intimidated by playing in Knoxville, and I think that showed. Right, because they were in Starkville last year against Mississippi State. Right. So that, that was not going to – and again, with an older team that had been to, to a tough place to play, that wasn't going to bother them. And I think they're a good. I think they were an undervalued baseball team. Right, Steve. Let's talk. Uh, I guess baseball adequacy. You know, take the name Tennessee out. I mean, I guess some old school Steve, but attitudes on the field when the player got thrown out the other day, and uh, you know he cussed out the umpire basically. Then he turned around and said, "What? Like this? Wow, you throwing me out?" Then the fans throwing stuff on the field. I guess, you know, if it's your team, that's fine. And uh, you brought up <clears throat> Coach Spurrier the other day, you know, with his, you know, cockiness and stuff. But 
Steve, the only time I could think of our players just really getting cocky was the time when Reedale was acting like he was shooting a gun up in Knoxville, and he jumped in stands. But other than that, you know, I just don't have no care about teams acting that way, you know, flipping the bat, you know, just flipping off the other team. It's just not, to me, it's not sportsmanship in my favor. Well, I mean, it, it, sportsmanship has changed. It, it, it just has. And, and I'm not saying that's good or bad, but you have to live with your persona, okay? And Tennessee wore that, you know, like a – I mean, just they love that. And their fans love it, right? Because it's us against the world, and right now we're beating the world. So, yeah, you're, you're going to love that if you're a fan of that team because they're good and because they beat everybody else. But it, that can come back to bite you. And it came back to bite them, not just from, you know, what, what the, the, the using the four-letter word did and that sort of thing, but, you know, the, the, the weight of fandom, you know, going against you because of what your attitude is can, in my opinion, sometimes wear on you. I'm not saying that was the case. I think Notre Dame won this, Daryl, as opposed to Tennessee losing it, but, you know, you, you, live, by, you, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Steve, as long as you've been around, you know, especially college baseball, have you just got used to seeing this? You've just adjusted to it, or are you still kind of old school towards baseball? Well, I don't like it. I mean, I, I don't like a lot of what I see. But, you know, first of all, there's nothing I can do about it. So, right. you, you know, you just have to roll with change. And I've learned that. You know, I don't have to like it, but you have to. For, for example, every game changes over the years, right? If you're baseball, you don't bunt as much, you know, those sorts of things. But you know what? That's just everything life evolves, Daryl. And I think if you don't evolve with it in some ways, then you're you're probably going to be left behind. Well, see, people's against the shift in baseball, Steve. I don't have no problem with the shift because me personally, I think it's strategy myself. Well, you know, it, what's wrong with the shift? It is, but if you if you look past the strategy, you have to say, is it good for the game? And I think that's, you know, where debate comes in. Because, yes, it is strategy, and it's really good strategy. But does it alter the game to where the fan doesn't enjoy it, to where it stops guys from hitting, which is what fans like? So you have to sort of look at a global view instead of the myopic view. Okay. Steve, I'm on a – I know Texas A&M's hot right now, but – I'm going to go with the Omahaogs right now because they've been there before, you know, and uh, I think it might be this year finally to kick the door in in Omaha. Well, I mean, the, the job that Schlossnagel has done is unbelievable at A&M. And you heard Jim Callis say, you know, they don't have a lot of great MLB prospects on that team. They did not make the SEC tournament last year. The SEC tournament, and they're in Omaha. That's pretty good. Have a good day, my man. Daryl, thank you. Mike, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good. Yeah, that last guy said pretty much what I was going to say about Tennessee. You know, it's one thing, you know, if you're an Alabama football fan or Kentucky basketball fan, you've sort of earned the right to be arrogant and cocky. But correct me if I'm wrong, basically Tennessee for the last 20, 25 years has done absolutely nothing in baseball, right? And all of a sudden they get a good year, 
and they're out there flipping bats and taking pictures with football helmets and wearing mean coats out there hitting home runs. I mean, you go, you know, it's, it's one thing to be cocky and arrogant, but you should, you should be there, and I've done it before. Well, I mean, where do you start, right? I mean, do you, do you say, I'm going to wait five years before I do that? Kids don't think like that. Remember, these are kids, 18, 22-year-old kids. So they don't care about what's happened before. They don't care that Tennessee wasn't relevant. They know they're relevant. They know Tennessee now is relevant. That's all they care about, Mike. That's that's it. And uh, secondly, if there ever was a doubt before this weekend who the best coach on the campus is or who the best coach in Florida athletics history is or was, it got erased this weekend. I mean, winning both national championships. Yeah, you know, the women coming off the indoors are sort of co-favorites with Texas. But the men, because they did not know what they were going to get from Fombolet, were probably pegged top five at best. And what that kid did is basically put that team on his shoulders and carry him to the championship. Yeah, they, you know, hopefully he's going to come on today. They're, they're traveling back. So if he's not today, it'll be tomorrow. But, yeah, what, what, what he's done is beyond remarkable. I mean, they, first of all, you have to recruit great athletes. And I think it's the way that, that he treats his athletes. You're, not that every coach doesn't do this, but you know, you're expected to do some things. This is what you're supposed to do. Um, you know, I, I, it, I have had the pleasure of having a couple of his athletes here, you know, up here with me and bend, you know, bended their ear about Coach Holloway, and they just rave about him. So, I mean, obviously, you know, when you win as he's winning, speaks for itself. Yeah, he's obviously a master, you know, at meshing egos. I mean, like I said, Fambole, he's a world-class sprinter from Africa. You know, the uh, Lady Hall, the one that, you know, the you know, pentathlon. These are world-class Olympic-type athletes. And, you know, they go out there, and they basically go out there and, and do it for the team and not for themselves. Well, I mean, I, I don't agree with that. I think they do it for both. I mean, track is an individual sport. You know, you, you set records, Mike. You set individual times, but you, but you can do that within a team setting. And that's what I think makes him the coach that he is. Because, I mean, I see the point you're making because, you know, you are doing that and you're helping your team. But don't get me – I mean, track's an individual sport too. You're, you're setting world records. You're, I mean, you're doing that as an individual performer in some cases. So, but, but he's meshed that in a team concept. Yeah, this ought to be really interesting on the recruiting show in the next couple of years. You know, he's, he's got, you know – but, you know, indoor and outdoor women's champs and men's outdoors champs. And, oh, by the way, he's the Olympic track coach also. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Mike, thank All you. Right, thank Appreciate you. your call. Yep, 1228 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Tony, you're next. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN, 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. June is heating up, and so are the deals at Gainesville Harley-Davidson. All month long, get 1.99% financing on any new Harley-Davidson in stock. That's right, 1.99% financing on Sportsters, Cruisers, Grand Touring, and Trikes. 
Plus, Gainesville Harley-Davidson is offering top dollar for your trade. Beat the heat with 1.99% financing on any new bike. Shop 24-7 at GainesvilleHarley.com. Certain restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Hey, folks, it's Steve Russell. You know, we're in the most active season of the year right now. But if you have joint pain, you can't live like you want to. It just takes the fun out of living. But I've got fantastic news. QC Kinetics is helping people here get the fun back with advanced regenerative treatments from local medical professionals. This exciting in-office non-surgical treatment can repair and restore damaged tissue in your joints, giving you real, lasting relief from pain. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in these cutting-edge, all-natural options, and the patient satisfaction reports are incredible. Yes, you can get real relief from pain with no surgery, no drugs, no downtime. Stop putting it off. Call the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics now with offices in Ocala and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550 and get your life back. Hey folks, it's Steve Russell. Leave it up to my friend and trusted realtor, Scott Caldwell, owner of your home sold guaranteed realty, to come up with a program exclusively for his sellers that allows you to trade in your current home so you can buy your dream home worry-free. With fewer homes on the market than ever before, buyers often have to make their best offer. If you have a house to sell, most of those offers don't get accepted. Never experience the hassle of trying to sell and buy at the same time or the risk and hassle of owning two homes. With Scott Caldwell's trade-in and trade-up program, sellers never find themselves stuck and they can move at their pace and on their timeline. That's because Scott already has the buyers, thousands of them, creating higher demand and multiple offers, which means more money for you. Trade in and trade up with Scott Caldwell. This program is perfect for you. Learn more. Call 352-209-0000, 352-209-0000, or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. We'll still have a slight chance for a few showers into the evening, but the bigger story is the heat. Feels like temperatures staying near 100 through about sunset. Then tonight, lows cooling into the mid-70s, areas of patchy fog tomorrow morning. Tomorrow afternoon, mostly sunny with highs climbing into the mid-90s. By the end of the work week, high temperatures nearing 100. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. When's the last time you almost got into a fight? I haven't had a fight in a long time. Like, lo- like Justin Bieber? No, but that wasn't a fight. That was a that was a scolding. Was Jake almost picked a fight on his vacation the other day. Oh, you're talking about when I went to the Bahamas and the yeah, guy took our chair. fights with people and everything. I didn't start this guy happened. took my chair in front of me. He a, sees a, me a, see him take my chair. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From Pylon to Pylon, we are your home for all things football. 63 yard Listening to ESPN 981 FM 850 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. I'm Mick Hubert, voice of the Gators, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 981 FM 850 AM WRUF, the flagship of the Florida Gators. You know what's interesting? And I'm going to digress here a second before I get to Tony. 
Remember I told you about the Live Golf and, and all the money? Schwarzel made over $4 million. That's probably more than he's won on the PGA Tour. I don't know that, but it's possible. You know what they played when they started? They played the OJs. Money, 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 money. And how about this? I, I'm, if you haven't seen it, do you know what some of the NIL deals are for? They, they just announced some of them recently. Um, and it's <laughs> stunning to me. C.J. Stroud at Ohio State has a Bentley SUV valued at $150,000 as part of a partnership with a Canton, Ohio-based dealership. The kid at uh, Texas um, apparently has an Aston Martin Money, 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 money. I mean, hey, I, I will always say this. If somebody offered you an Aston Martin, would you take it? Case closed. Tony, hello. Hey, Steve, what's going okay. on, bud? Um, Steve, not only congrats, obviously, to the track and field team but um, and to uh, Coach Holloway, but also, hey, congrats to you, man, because you had Tennessee not going to the World Series about three weeks ago. Yep. So way before even the Notre Dame matchup and all that stuff, you had them not making it to the World Series. And you're one of the only people that I know of that was predicting them not going to the World Series. I mean, nobody on Twitter, none of the baseball guys, nobody, nobody at all, man. So congrats on that pick, man. Um, speaking of the Tennessee, you know, I was banking on just the baseball gods taking care of them eventually. I mean, just you, I mean, you cannot win a championship behaving the way that they behave and that, and it's from the top on down because it starts with Vitalo and let me tell you the pitching coach getting tossed on Saturday on Friday played a big part in that game on on Sunday played a big part because he's the one who calls the pitches he's the one who probably from what I heard is the one who is a little bit better than Vitalo and knowing when to take pitchers out of ball games and uh, that came back to bite him. It came back to bite him there in that Sunday game. Um, so good for that. Um, we were talking about this on Twitter yesterday, and we were trying to compare the biggest sports villains to fail to win a championship. You know, names like the Hurricanes came up with the fatigue game, mm -hmm. um, the 2014 FSU with Jameis Winston, the Astros. But I went way back, man. I went way back to as far as just being hated and then losing classlessly was the 91 Pistons. You remember the 91 Pistons, the bad boy Pistons, how when Jordan and the Bulls finally beat them, they walked off the court with time still left, didn't even yep. shake hands, nothing. Yep. That was a classless bunch. And they're the ones that reminded me of this Tennessee ball club, man. Just just classless from top on. I mean, except for Chuck Daly. I think Chuck Daly was a classy dude, but as far as Tennessee – from the fans to the coaching staff, just classless bunch, man. Um, but anyway, um, what's your take on Junior up in Tallahassee getting fired? Um, I was mildly surprised. Um, I, I mean, I said it at the end of this year. I, I thought next year would be a big year for him because, right. you know, they, they made a regional. I mean, that, you know, a lot of schools would kill for that, but you, but you kind of knew – they weren't going to be a factor, and they can't hit. You know, maybe that was 
I don't know, but I'm, that's hopefully going to be a guest for tomorrow that, that you brought it up because I'm interested in that. Why? But to me, it's about recruiting, Tony, because they had great arms, but they couldn't hit, mm-hmm. and they haven't been able to hit for a while. So maybe that was the reason. I would imagine that Link Jarrett is the primary candidate, but now this throws a little bit of a monkey wrench in there now with him going to the World Series now. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, and this could also help us, hopefully, with maybe Tommy White. Um, if Sully could close this before Link Jarrett is announced as a manager, that could be a positive. You know, if Tommy White doesn't commit somewhere and he waits to see who gets the job at Florida State, that might be where he's going no matter what. So we'll see. Just interesting all, all the way around. All right, Tony. All right. Appreciate you. Thank you for your call. Let's bring Jim to sports scene. Hi, Jim. Hey, Steve. How are you today? Very well, sir. Good. Congratulations to the men and women's track team. Certainly a great performance and uh, great credit to the university, uh, Coach Holloway, and all those athletes. Um, I watched a lot of baseball games this year, and I noticed that we struck out a lot. And I wanted to see just how much it was, and I uh, looked all this up for the last four or five years, and I was really surprised that it's pretty close every year. Uh, the lowest number was like 490 times um, the year we won the uh, World Series. But it's been averaging a little over 500 times, and that, so that means about eight uh, or so strikeouts per game. And that goes back. And so I guess really uh, they're not striking. I mean, they're striking out a lot, but relative to what's been going on before, uh, I guess it'll just continue. Uh, well, that's kind of the nature of the sport. That yeah. that's just that's just how even at the big leagues, right? You're yeah. you're going to see more when you have all these power arms that you have now in baseball, and you don't val. And I don't want to say value that that that's not the right word, but you know, striking out is not as big a deal now as it used to be when say I played. I used to hate to strike right. out, and now eh, if I strike out 150 times, but I hit you know, 35 homers, that's okay. That's just the way the game, the game's changed. Yeah, it has changed a tremendous amount because, you you know, you just, most of the time, I mean, back even years and years ago when I played, you didn't take a third strike. I mean, you beat it to death or reached or did something to foul it off and, you know, tried to keep going. But that's beside the point. I was just, it was just interesting to me to do it. Right quick, any word on, uh, uh, replacement of Coach Bell and any new developments on Transfer Portal. Matt Gassetti. Okay, thank you. Matt Gassetti has gone into the Transfer Portal, uh, Florida's catcher, uh, and no word yet uh, on a definitive replacement for Coach Bell. Gator Man, what's up? What's going on, Steve? The Gator Man is 54 years old today, and uh, the Gators gave me two good birthday presents, and Notre Dame gave me a good birthday present. Well, happy birthday to you. No doubt. My father, Mike Holloway, goes there. The track coach, I tell you, he's one of the best I've ever been at Florida, in your opinion? Uh, he's arguably the best. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. No. I'll get on to my top ten list. I know you watched the Tennessee Volunteers yesterday, and I did too. And I got the top ten reasons. Everybody is glad except for the Tennessee fans. They, they lost yesterday. Number ten, and I like to have won 20 national titles already. 
Number nine, win one before you get too cocky. Number eight, sick and tired of that ugly coat on the, in the dugout. Number seven, get that smug look off their face. Number six, talking will not put nothing in the trophy case. Number five, the coach is just as bad as the players. Number four, you don't have to hear a tone of Basilio. Number three, maybe next year, maybe not. I'm just sick and tired of hearing they're the greatest team of all time. Number two, don't disrespect their game. And number one, it's Tennessee, so who cares? Steve, you have a good day. Gator man, thank you. Uh, let's get to a couple of emails here. Marcus says, Ole Miss made the World Series. I'm old enough to remember everyone bashing the committee for selecting Ole Miss over NC State. Time for people to accept the SEC's better. Well, but Notre Dame beat Tennessee. But I get the number of teams from the SEC in the World Series. But as for many times, we bash the committee for getting it wrong. Give them kudos for getting it right. Uh, BB says, congrats to UF track. Coach needs a statue, plaque, bronze track shoes, something. Right about now, Virginia Tech's got to be thinking, don't pair our Supers with any teams from the Florida Regionals. True. Congrats to semi-predicting Notre Dame last Friday. Yeah, I had a feeling. And conversely, I'm surprised at all the current and two future SEC teams that are heading to Omaha. Certainly. I mean, did anybody think at the beginning of the year, Ole Miss? Well, I mean, Ole Miss had a good team, but certainly not Texas A&M. And Arkansas lost a lot from that team that went out in the Super Regional last year. But, again, they've got and, – and Coach Bianco, I heard somebody the other day say that he was coaching for his job. And I, I just find that nuts if that, if that truly was the case because I think he's done a good job. Charles in Tampa says congrats to Coach Holloway and the men's and women's track teams for an outstanding year in their respective national championships. You can see the respect the Gator athletes have for their coach, the discipline he's instilled during the championship award ceremonies. How can the university and fans honor Coach Holloway and his accomplishments naming the track after him? Well, I don't know, uh, Charles, but what he's done is beyond good. I mean, it, it's mind-boggling what he's done here. He is, I mean, Florida, there's, if, if, you, if I said to you, <clears throat> who's the best coach on campus, you may look at it in terms of championships, uh, style, whatever, but, I mean, he's right there. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Alex McGee. Over the weekend, the Gator men and women's track and field team swept the NCAA Outdoor Championships. Florida is the first program since Oregon in 2015 to secure both team titles in one weekend. Sophomore catcher Matt Gassetti on the Gator baseball team placed his name in the transfer portal over the weekend. Tonight, the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors will continue their series in the NBA Finals. Right now, the two teams are tied 2-2. Tune in at 8 for coverage. Tomorrow evening, the Tampa Bay Rays will resume their series with the New York Yankees. This week, the Tampa Bay Lightning will begin the Stanley Cup Final Series with the Colorado Avalanche. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Alex McGee. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hey Florida, we know you love getting out on the water. 
But do you know what to wear when you're out there on the water? A life jacket, of course. And whether you're fishing, skiing, sailing, or just cruising the water, there's a perfect life jacket designed for you and your activity. Always check the label to make sure your life jacket is U.S. Coast Guard approved. Then try it on to make sure it fits properly. And then wear it. Life jackets save lives. Visit wearitflorida.com to learn more. That's wearitflorida.com. This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now, my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andro 400 and I've maintained my weight at 172, gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Hey, sports fans, spring sports season is here. Basketball, baseball, softball, track and field, and the spring football game. Boy, am I excited. Well, now is the time to prune your trees and start preparing for those nasty summer storms. Don't wait until it's too late. Call Daughtry Tree Service today for your free evaluation. 352-472-2465. That's 352-472-2465. Or check us out online at Daughtry Tree Service. We believe a job worth doing is worth doing right. Hi, this is Carrie Meldon with Meldon Law. Every June, we celebrate Father's Day. I was blessed to have a father who was caring and compassionate enough to start a law firm dedicated to serving our community. And over the years, he's imparted to me the great responsibility to represent our clients in trial. Since 1971, Meldon Law has helped countless families get the justice that they deserve. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000 at Meldon Law. We won't back down. Meldon Law with offices in Gainesville, Cal Lake City, and Fort Lauderdale. Callaway's Chrome Soft isn't just better for the better players, it's better for everyone. Starting with our best-selling regular Chrome Soft, golfers get better feel, more distance, and incredible forgiveness. For better players looking for workability, Chrome Soft X gives you excellent spin consistency and tour-level greenside control. And finally, Chrome Soft XLS delivers lower spin on longer shots, firmer feel, yet high spin around the greens. Learn more, find your golf ball today at CallawayGolf.com slash Chrome Soft. And now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real live person. You know, a human being who's actually understanding your issues and works to resolve them. Someone with a knack for helping others and has a pulse. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. It's live customer service. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the 
WRUF radio app. Williams says, looks like Tony Vitello is taking some good notes from Big Game Rick, as in Barnes, in their coaches' meetings. Please me to know when to see those guys go to the house. No clue what argument Vitello was making Friday when you have a player and a coach MF the umpire repeatedly. The ejections were well-earned. The baseball gods don't like ugly. Johnny C. Stevie, baby, what's your no good, man? What's happening? Not much. Been a while, Steve. I hope you're doing well. Hope you are, too. Um, Yes, sir, I am. I, I called to um, add to the um, growing list of congratulations to Coach Holloway. You know, what a, what, what a great guy. He, you know, he, he did karma, whatever. He, he's just such a um, great person, great to talk to, just a all-around good guy. And good things come to people like him, man. But I was just thinking how, and people don't realize how, there are a lot of fast people in this country on all these colleges. And, and to have those kids here at the University of Florida, it's, it's amazing. And, it's, and he's been so consistent. You know, and I, and I was kind of looking at the NCAAs because sometimes you get blocked out, you couldn't watch it. But he's such a, I guess you say, strategic coach because you know a, a lot of his events he didn't participate in. I guess points is what matters, right? Yes, points. Yeah. So his how he, I don't know, he strategized. The guy is just he's worth all all the praise and and congratulations he can get. All right, see, that's all I've been called about. Um, Good to talk to you again, brother, and I'll talk to you again. All right, Johnny C., thank you. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's part of it, too. I mean, obviously, the more people that you can qualify, the, the better chance you have to score points. But, I mean, Florida won the women's outdoor title for the first time in school history. And who they beat? Texas a future SEC team. Yeah. Uh, they scored, I believe I'm right in this, in either six or seven events when they won um, the women's title. So, I mean, it's just they won the indoor, they won the outdoor. Uh, the men had done that once before, and that that was a while ago. So, I mean... Think of this. Out of the four NCAA track and field championship meets during the 2022 year, Florida won three of them. That's, like, ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Florida's just the third different program to win three team titles in one season. And to the point that he just made, uh, this is thanks to GatorZone.com for this, Florida received points in the 400 meters, 800 meters, 5,000 meters, 400 hurdles, long jump, triple jump, and heptathlon on the women's side. So, again, you, when you have opportunities to get points and you get them like that, that's pretty good stuff. Um, okay, got plenty of time. Next hour, we hope to have Mike Holloway here. Uh, that's all going to depend on he, they're, they're coming back home, so hopefully the airlines will allow that, um, but we'll try. If not, we'll try to get them tomorrow. But in the meantime, 392-8255, you can email uh, Russell at WRUF.com. Peyton says, if you could go back to the beginning of the college baseball playoffs, had to do a college football playoff-style system where you vote four teams to play in Omaha, who would you have picked? Oh, 
Peyton, I'm going to be very honest. My answer would be I don't know. And here's why. Because it's harder in baseball because you said the beginning, well, of the baseball playoffs. Okay, I guess what you okay, playoffs. I would have said Tennessee. I would have said Stanford. And I would have said Oregon State. The fourth, you could, you know, toss in a hat. I, I don't know who the fourth would be. I mean, in other words, Virginia Tech could have been there because they were really good. Um, so, but those three for sure at the beginning, I thought you meant at the beginning of the season, but when I read this beginning of the playoffs, I'd have picked those three, Peyton. But after that, I'm not sure who the fourth would have been. But that just goes to show you sometimes, you know, that you, you, you look at and it doesn't make any sense. Look at Oklahoma. Oklahoma, I think, was undervalued in terms of the way they finished the year. And that's the thing. You never know. Look at Arkansas. I, I always refer to them last year, right? Great team, super regional at home. They lose. Oklahoma thought it should have hosted a regional. Instead, has to come to Florida, which is a very tough regional. They win it. They go to Blacksburg and win there. That's not easy to do. So they're not afraid of going on the road and doing what they need to do. I think that says a lot about what they do as well. So, look, give credit where it is due. Um, and I think when you do, uh, the SEC again gets you know could get one more team. Auburn has a chance tonight uh, playing Oregon State to get in. Stanford and UConn, and then the field will be set. All right, a couple more emails here, and then we'll get to the top of the hour. Bill says it amazes me that Tennessee fans are so starved for a winner that they would allow this classless baseball group to be uh, a, a fan favorite. Well, they win. Tennessee, give them credit, won the SEC all around uh, this year on the men's side in athletics. First time that's happened in forever. So give Tennessee credit for for doing that. But while some of their teams are improving, I mean, softball's always been pretty good. You know, baseball's gotten good here recently. Basketball, you know, gets to a certain point and loses. The women are not what they were, but, you know, they're an NCAA tournament team. So, I mean, they, they, they do well. But when you win, a lot of times, there are some fans, some, that don't care how you do it. It was. I think I saw this on Twitter, though. It was from a Tennessee fan who said uh, he that Tennessee that baseball let his family down, and he's done with Tennessee. So you were with him all this way, but now uh, no good. How in the world does that work? Once again, that is fandom sometimes. And did you see Lane Kiffin 
trolling Tennessee. Uh, pretty good. I mean, you know, you you got to love what he does. I mean, like him or not, he's fun. He's fun. Um, by the way, did you see where Texas A&M asked the SEC to consider suspending or fining Nick Saban for what he said about Texas A&M? Yeah. So I guess when people say it's over, well, maybe it isn't over. That that will be must-see TV, won't it, when those teams play? Um, so we will see. All right, uh, our thanks to Jim Callis uh, from MLB Pipeline for being here with us. Hopefully, uh, Mike Holloway will join us at the end of the 1 o'clock hour if his flight from getting back here is good. Um, we really hope that can, that can work because he, he just deserves every kudo that you can get. Um, and, look, I think it's just wonderful that he has done this and deserves every accolade, as do the kids on those teams. They were really, really good. So, good calls this hour. Still lots to unpack your thoughts as we go into hour two. Don't forget this week, it's a short week. Uh, just a show today and a show tomorrow. Okay? So, let's make sure we talk a lot of sports in these next couple of days. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. Hour two coming up. Stay with us. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. Are you all worked up and working too much? You know what y'all need? Y'all need to chill out. Y'all need to have fun. Y'all need some adventure. Why? Y'all need Gatorland. How do we know? 
Ain't no one got more animals, more gators, or more fun than Gatorland. And now, Florida residents get what they need for less. With 1650 admission now through the end of June. We know what y'all need. Y'all need Gatorland. Hey, it's Jeff Cardozo inviting you to join myself and the Wiley veteran, Steve Russell, every Wednesday at 11 o'clock right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF for On Deck, the show dedicated exclusively to a sport near and dear to our hearts, that, of course, baseball. We're going to give you the ins and outs on everything you need to know about baseball, from the latest to what's going on in Major League Baseball to our boys in the orange and blue. It's On Deck every Wednesday at 11, where we'll knock it out of the park. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Monday. Michael producing the broadcast today. Looking forward to Game 5 of the NBA Finals tonight. He's a Celtics dude. 2-2. And it's at... The Warriors, so this is a really pivotal game, obviously, because it's kind of going back and forth. Um, we hope to have Aaron Fit here with us uh, later on today, co-editor and national writer for D1 Baseball to talk about the Super Regionals. He was covering Texas and East Carolina with all those rain delays. It was like 1.20 in the morning. I mean, it, that's ridiculous. But he'll join us to get his thoughts on. And, you know, I don't know if it's just coincidence. But take a look at the SEC teams that are in the College World Series. Okay? Let's mark them down. Ole Miss. Arkansas. Texas A&M. And if Auburn wins tonight, Auburn. What division are all those teams in? The West. All in the SEC West. So big, bad Tennessee didn't do it. Florida didn't do it. Georgia, after starting out pretty well, really fizzled at the end. So the baseball kind of mirrors football, doesn't it? I mean, wouldn't you say the SEC West in baseball is better than the SEC East in baseball? I think you'd have to say that, wouldn't you? Let's take calls. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Many of you are uh, very happy that Tennessee is out. And it's funny. You reap what you sow. Right? I told you on Friday, Notre Dame had a good shot at beating Tennessee. And I also said a few weeks ago, Tennessee would not be in the College World Series. It's hard. It goes back to field versus, it's hard. It's really hard. Uh, All right, let's get a couple of emails here. Come on, folks. Good first hour in calls. There's lots to talk about today. What the Gator track team did. Look what, look what the Lightning are trying to do. They're trying to become the first team, I think since the Islanders, to win three Stanley Cups in a row. Hard to do. Hard to do. But that's 
Well, they are. Uh, all right, Matt emails. Says, uh, congrats to Gator Track. Uh, the best coach on campus is Mike Holloway, period. Uh, number two, he says, happy for Tennessee being out. Three, uh, who does Sully hire to replace Coach Bell? I, I, I don't know at this point. But, you know, I think now you've got to obviously hire a coach and then worry about the draft because Matt Cassetti going in the portal, Lastris had Tommy John. So does Ryapel stay? Does he go? How much will Sully go to the transfer portal? Um, have to see. Um, it's interesting. Uh, BB sent me this, and I did not see this. Texas A&M baseball um, actually used the um, feud between Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban to their advantage. You know what they did? They had a photo of Jimbo Fisher taped to the wall of the dugout. I guess, as inspiration. Now, Jim Schlossnagel said it was in their dugout just for fun and nothing was bad about it. Fisher uh, congratulated Schlossnagel um, and he said he just got a text from him and he's fired up. I'm telling you, Whatever gets you through, right? Whatever can get you motivated or whatever that is, um, that's a really good thing. All right, let's get some more emails here since waiting on a couple of calls. Eric uh, says, Steve, right now uh, the SEC just about rules every sport. Is that good for sports? Um. Boy, that, that's hard. I mean, I, I don't think anybody is turning the television off and not watching the College World Series, for example, if four SEC teams get in it. I don't think somebody will go, eh, uh, you know, the ACC only has one team. I'm not going to – I don't think so. And I know one league that doesn't care, this one. D's going to talk to us next. Hi, D. Hey, how you doing, Steve? All right. Um, you know, I guess I'll join in the uh, dance on the Tennessee Grade Parade here. Um, you know, Steve, I, this guy on Twitter had the perfect tweet. He said, uh, when uh, when everyone's cheering for Notre Dame, when the nation's cheering for Notre Dame, then you've really done something. And, I mean, Notre Dame is, like, probably the most hated college team, no matter what they do, uh, football, for, definitely football, but – uh, everyone outside of Knoxville was moved for Notre Dame yesterday. And, um, you know, it was just great, man, because like previous caller said, man, and I, I watched all the other SEC teams uh, this, this week in the, in the Super Regional, Steve. None of these teams conduct themselves like Tennessee, man. It's like it's like they had this, this arrogance, this co- – and, and, Steve, I'm all for swagger, you know, confidence and cockiness, but 
and, uh, you know, youthful exuberance, I'm all for that. But at some point when you disrespect the game like Tennessee did uh, this past year and just, just the outright, outright arrogance they had, um, you know, like like Tony said, the baseball guys eventually uh, eventually catch up to you. And like I said, I watched the, the, World, the Super Regionals this, this weekend, and none of these other SEC teams conduct themselves that way. Um, you know, Tennessee almost felt entitled to this College World Series, and you know, uh, you know, hats off to Notre Dame, man. Uh, that that guy who hit the home run, he only had one home run. Yeah. Uh, previous to that, I mean, sports is the it's the greatest reality show on TV, man. So, uh, you know, hats off to Notre Dame, and you know, thanks for making the rest of the SEC happy because no, every other SEC team, Steve, they all joined in on the party, man. No one wanted to see Tennessee win. I wish I could share with you um, what some of the Florida players felt about yeah. Tennessee. Uh, I cannot. Uh, yes. But you can imagine. Yes, I can um, imagine. And, and that, I, I think, was felt around the league. And it's interesting that, you know, normally a league will support its team. In other words, if okay, if it's not Florida, if Tennessee's in it, good for the SEC, you know, holding the banner up. Uh, I didn't get that sense at all, at all. That well, every every other SEC team, Steve, wanted Tennessee to fail. It's like we yeah. all we all combined our efforts together, and that's and again, Steve, it's Notre Dame. You would never think that we will all you know team up and you know co- collaborate and cheer for Notre Dame, but that's. That's how despised this Tennessee team was. Yep, and I wonder now, I mean, look, a lot of talent in that team. If, if you disassociate, your, disassociate yourself from the antics, they had a hell of a year and a hell of a team. But you wonder if this will change Vitello. You wonder if this will, you know, this humble pie now maybe – alters them a little look there's nothing wrong with being cocky there's nothing wrong but you know whatever that line is they seemingly crossed it and you been you better win because that's right uh, like i said man every everybody was waiting to dance on their grave man it was uh it, it was a party on tennessee's dime so i'm, I'm with everybody else man i'm, I'm happy they lost <laughs> okay thank you dave you good, yeah, appreciate your call well welcome to sports scene hello hello uh Steve, I was going to get your your thoughts now. You know who you, I was thinking about the College World Series, and I and I really like Texas A and M's chances just because of the way that they they are so disciplined at the plate. I think you know you're. I I think if they can pitch pretty well, I think I think they they probably are your uh, have a good shot at this thing. I was going to get your thoughts on that. Um, I love what Schlossnagel's done there, but I saw this in person. The only thing I, the only knock on A and M is, I don't think they're a great defensive team. And if you're playing in an arena like that, and you're playing good teams, you know, an error here, a misplay there, could cost you. That's my concern with Texas A and M. I, I just don't think they're a particularly good defensive team. Okay, I'll, I'll, I, I can see that. And and what do you think uh, the chances uh, uh, that Oklahoma has? Well, I, I think they're hot. I mean, they certainly have a lot of confidence going into this. They, they won two road series. 
And I think they, they kind of felt disrespected coming into this because they, the, the way they played down the stretch, they thought they should have hosted a regional. But, you know, they were fortunate too. And, you know, the, the weather delay, who knows? If it had stayed hot and the rain didn't come, could, could they have, you know, come back? Yes. But I was there. I did that game. I, I saw their body language. They looked tired, but they took advantage of it. And, you know, sometimes a hot team rides momentum. But we saw, I'm, all the time I mentioned this, Will, Arkansas last year wins the SEC tournament for the first time in school history. They're playing in a super regional at home. They had a great team, and they lost. They didn't get to Omaha. And this year, they didn't play particularly well. We're a two seed, and they're in Omaha. Go figure. Well, you know, it's about, you know, you're making your own breaks and, and, and getting some breaks, too. You know, I, uh, but I, I thought the uh, the field here should be pretty interesting. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm bummed that, you know, Florida's not going to be in it, of course. But, um, you know, I, I, I do think it's I, – I think this will probably be a pretty good series. Um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised that Vanderbilt fell off the map. But, um, you know. It's you never can't tell with these things. So, but the other thing I was going to ask you about was, and this is not a this is not a sports question. Uh, I was going to ask you now. I don't. Do you still have all those rock re- reflection uh, um, uh, shows on tape? And and if you do, could you could you post them? Because you you had some awesome interviews on there and uh, i really enjoyed it and i'll i'll listen to you off the air and thanks a lot man all right well thank you uh yes i do have those on tape um and i have thought about posting some of those um when i first got back here uh the show ran on our am station and then when we went to all sports i was the last non-sports show to be here and then they just decided to you know just make it all sports which is fine um but yeah i still have those and i may one day post some of those 115 time check brought you by hayes jewelry phil you are next espn 98 1 fm 850 am wruf gainesville sports center here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good morning, I'm Brett Unger. The Gators track and field teams can rest today after both the men's and women's track and field teams have won the national championship this past weekend. The championship marks the end of the UF athletic season. The Tampa Bay Rays will have a break tonight after finishing a series against the Minnesota Twins over the weekend. The Rays will be back on the field tomorrow, beginning a series against the Yankees. In NBA Finals news, the Warriors will face the Celtics in Game 5 of the NBA Finals tonight. With the home win, Golden State would be within just one game of their fourth title in the last eight seasons. You will be able to catch the game right here at 8 o'clock p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Brett Unger. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. What's the number one mistake sellers make when selling their home? Well, the answer could surprise you. I asked Scott Caldwell with your home sold guaranteed realty that particular question. And with over 18 years of experience, he's seen it all, the buyer's market, the seller's market, and now, uh, with all of that, a very low inventory market as well. 
He says, one of the biggest mistakes sellers make is not planning ahead. So when you have the luxury of time to sell in this really hot market, he says, do your research, find out what your home is really worth. If you need to get another one, Scott Caldwell has off-market listings that never hit the MLS. Almost 50% of home sales are with off-market properties. And Scott's got over 8,000 buyers in his database. He has all the information you need to help you plan ahead and net the most money. And, of course, that's what we all want, the most money from our home sale. So plan ahead. Call Scott Caldwell today, 352-209-0000, or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. June is heating up, and so are the deals at Gainesville Harley-Davidson. All month long, get 1.99% financing on any new Harley-Davidson in stock. That's right, 1.99% financing on Sportsters, Cruisers, Grand Touring, and Trikes. Plus, Gainesville Harley-Davidson is offering top dollar for your trade. Beat the heat with 1.99% financing on any new bike. Shop 24-7 at GainesvilleHarley.com. Certain restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Need your medical marijuana card? Meet Canna MD. As one of the largest networks of medical marijuana doctors in Florida, Canna MD offers the easiest process around. Just visit CannaMD.com to find out if you qualify. Are you curious about medical cannabis? Visit CannaMD.com to connect with Florida's best medical marijuana doctors. CannaMD.com. That's C-A-N-N-A-M-D.com. Mention code GREEN to save 10%. Beat the heat. Here's how to stay cool in hot weather. Buy a boat from Polaris of Gainesville. Tie on a tube. Toss out a lure. Take a cruise. Tahoe fiberglass runabouts and deck boats help families escape. Look at its saltwater fishing boats. Mako combines the spirit of adventure with a legacy of trust. Nitro fiberglass boats are designed to make you a champion. Tracker's all-welded aluminum boats, powered by mercury, have helped families catch fish and make memories for 40 years. Buy a Tracker boat from your authorized Tracker Marine dealer, Polaris of Gainesville. Visit PolarisOfGainesville.com. Polaris of Gainesville is looking to buy your used power sports vehicle right now. If you have a boat, ATV, side-by-side, -side, jet ski, or motorcycle of any maker model, we're paying top dollar right now. Turn that dust collector into fast cash now at Polaris of Gainesville on Highway 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall, we do them all. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Florida Army National Guard. Aired by the Florida Association of Broadcasters and this station. Just three words tell you everything you need to know. They tell you why we employ more than 2,000 workers at our factory in Virginia Beach and why over 10,000 local steel dealers are putting battery power in the hands of Americans. Just three words. Made in America. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. 
The majority of steel products sold in America are made in America of U.S. and foreign materials. Batteries and chargers are sourced internationally. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Yeah, that last call uh, prompted an email uh, from Jerry, and he said, Steve, I used to listen to your show all the time uh, playing music. He said, is there a bucket list person you'd want to interview? Without Well, I mean, there's several. Paul McCartney, Mick Jagger, Stevie Wonder. I mean, yeah, lots of those. All right, let's get to Phil here. Phil, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. Steve, in the go figure category, I kind of like Ole Miss's story. If I recall correctly, they start the season 13, 14, and 1, ranked number one in the country, go through the season, get in a slump, get hot toward the end, and I think they were one of the last four or five teams to get an invite to the tournament. They were the last team in. The last team in. Period. And now here they are, and they're playing pretty good ball, bud, and they got some talent, I think. Well, First of all, I never in a million years thought they would shut out Southern Miss on the road in back-to-back games. That's number one. And number two, you know, Tim Elko's been there 100 years. Uh, you know, he's really led them. They're kind of playing like Virginia played a few years ago. You know, Virginia's path to Omaha was kind of similar. You know, where they kind of snuck in and they won the whole thing. Now, I'm not suggesting Ole Miss wins the whole thing, but once you get there, you never know. Anything could happen. And not only did they shut them out, I think the run count was 15-0. to zero. Yeah. So, I mean, it was 10-0-5-0. Steve, on Coach Holloway, I, I'm sure this is – maybe it hadn't been talked about, but what do you think of an idea of honoring him in some way of being the, the inaugural coach statue? either where the Heismans are or somewhere outside the Gator Booster's office. I just think what he done is absolutely awesome and phenomenal. Indoor, outdoor, men and women. That doesn't happen often. The only thing that I, that I think you get in trouble with there, Phil, I see the sentiment, right? If you, and I'm using what you asked, a statue, okay? Well, then I know that's Billy Donovan Court, but then do you put a statue of Billy Donovan? Where do you maybe maybe the track would be named after him at some point when he's done? You know, I don't know. I, I certainly I get thought, it. I thought about that and I even thought about in this world of diversity and inclusion, maybe in the ring of honor in the stadium. But Steve, it just didn't seem like enough to me. You know, when you've done what he's done over the years and, and the way the student-athlete continues to evolve, I just think it's impressive. Oh. I hear you. I, you know, where would you – where would you? what kind of criterion would you set forth and, and the like? But anyway, just a thought. Bob. No, it's a good thought, you, Phil. Bob. Enjoy it. Yep, I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I, that's – when you start getting into – you know, for example, with the Heisman statues – that's a no-brainer. Heisman Trophy, okay. 
And if a fourth person were to win a Heisman, you could stick it up there. All right? Billy Donovan Court, he's not here anymore. Mike is. Mouse is. So do you do that now? Do you do, I mean, Steve Spurrier? So, I mean, most of the time that is done after Coach X leaves. Can exceptions be made? Sure. Um, But because it is a sport that fans don't get a chance to see because there just aren't a lot of home meets. I mean, they, you know, Florida Relays, they have the Tom Jones. They don't even have an indoor year here. They don't have an indoor place anymore. So that's truly remarkable. Remember, the O'Connell Center used to be that. When they remodeled that, well, that went away. So pretty remarkable. Don't forget tonight, Celtics and Golden State, 8 o'clock. Tomorrow, Rays start a big series with the Yankees. The Yankees are playing out of this world. Uh, You can hear that game tomorrow at 6.30. And then Wednesday, Lightning and the Avalanche. Game one. Avalanche, you wonder if the layoff will hurt them a little bit, but they're just mauling people right now. But don't sell this Lightning team short. I mean, down 2 nothing to the Rangers, they came roaring back. They've got a pedigree that is impressive. And you know what? If my Rangers can't win it, go Lightning. Because, again, they'd be the first team, I think, since the Islanders to do it when they won four in a row. So that'd be a pretty good deal. Aaron Fitt from D1 Baseball is going to hopefully join us next as he's traveling from the Super Heat covered with East Carolina, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM. W-R-U-F. Right now at International Diamond Center, you can get that Rolex watch you've always dreamed of and spread your payments over five years with zero interest. That's right. Now for a limited time, IDC's incredible five-year zero interest plan is available on over 800 luxury pre-owned Rolex watches. Luxury timepieces have never been so affordable. IDC's buyers have scoured the country, buying up only the best of the best pre-owned Rolexes, the ones you can't find anywhere else. Daytonas, Batmans, Pepsis, Datejusts, Submariners, each one carefully inspected and in pristine condition. If you've been trying to find a Rolex, you know what a challenge it is. But IDC has the model you want in stock now at a very competitive price. And now through June 30th, you can pick out the Rolex you've always wanted. We'll make it more affordable than ever with special five years zero interest financing. Hurry in for the best selection. We've got hundreds of Rolex watches for both men and women. Don't miss this opportunity to get the Rolex you deserve only at International Diamond Center. Unapproved credit, some restrictions apply. See store for details or shop IDC.com. Hey folks, it's Steve Russell. You know, we're in the most active season of the year right now. But if you have joint pain, you can't live like you want to. It just takes the fun out of living. But I've got fantastic news. QC Kinetics is helping people here get the fun back with advanced regenerative treatments from local medical professionals. This exciting in-office non-surgical treatment can repair and restore damaged tissue in your joints, giving you real lasting relief from pain. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in these cutting-edge, all-natural options, and the patient satisfaction reports are incredible. 
Yes, you can get real relief from pain with no surgery, no drugs, no downtime. Stop putting it off. Call the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics now with offices in Ocala and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550 and get your life back. It's time to celebrate outdoors. Hi, this is Tom Collette at Electronics World. Let Electronics World help you upgrade your lanai, pool deck, or backyard space with outdoor TVs from Sunbright and Samsung. Outdoor speakers from Yamaha, Sonance, Speakercraft, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. We've got everything you need to entertain your family and friends. Come see and hear for yourself at Electronics World in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. That's electronicsworld.net. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Sea breeze showers and thunderstorms are progressing across interior north central Florida this afternoon. They'll continue to push eastward as we get toward the evening. Aside from that, sun and clouds, temperatures staying in the 90s and heat into seas in the lower 100s until about sunset. Overnight, we'll cool into the mid-70s, but we'll get even hotter tomorrow with highs in the mid-90s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. And I do think Draymond knows the end is near. That's why he's really kind of dedicated a lot of his uh, time to being in the media. And that's fine. But I think for him to be out there thinking that he's something that he's not, that's really damaging to the Golden State Warriors. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. From every called third strike to every call to the bullpen, baseball lives here. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Well, the Super Regionals are almost done. Two more left. Auburn with a chance from the SEC to go to Omaha. Aaron Fitt, co-editor and national writer for D1 Baseball, now joins us. Always a pleasure to have Aaron here. And he covered the uh, East Carolina, Texas, which, my God, Aaron, 1 o'clock in the morning. But you know how that goes with weather. So thank you for doing this. Yeah, you got it, Steve. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, Let's go to your regional. Uh, did did the outcome surprise you at all? Because, you know, people forget Texas has been to Omaha more than any other school. Did the outcome surprise you? No, I mean, you know, like you said, this is their 38th trip to Omaha, and East Carolina is still looking for their first. And, um, you know, that, that obviously uh, matters, you know, that having that experience, that institutional experience even. You know, Cliff Godwin, East Carolina's coach, talked about it yesterday. Once you bust down that door, it does become easier, and we've seen that over and over again. You know, and the example that he cited was, was Tim Corbin. You know, it took Tim Corbin to Vanderbilt nine years to get to the College World Series, even though he had a lot of great teams in those first nine years. But then he got there, and, and then it became easier to get back, and that's certainly how it goes. But, you know, East Carolina, ultimately, they had it. You know, they were, they were five runs ahead with nine outs to go on Saturday, you know, up 7-2, to two, and, and Texas, it's a tough lineup to put away. They got a lot of power, and uh, that that looms large, you know, and, and ECU just kind of 
they, they, they just couldn't find answers in the mound. I mean, they've got some, some good pieces on the mound, but they did, you know, at no point this year did they have a, a horse that they could ride, that they could, you know, give them seven innings. They had to mix and match all the way through, and they were just cycling through these arms the last, you know, 12 innings of this series, and they just couldn't, couldn't find the answer. And, you know, Texas just kind of was feeling it. So that's how that goes. Aaron, I don't think there's too many people in the SEC that are, that are lamenting Tennessee's downfall. Your thoughts about that? You're probably right about that. I think outside Knoxville, Tennessee is not very popular. Um, you know, and you can see why. I mean, they, the way they play, and I mean, we keep using the word antics, but it's it's a lot of antics, you know, and uh, uh, they rub people the wrong way. And when you're flipping off people and you're, you know, F-bombing empires, uh, umpires, I mean, what do you expect? You know, of course, you're not going to make a lot of friends along the way. Uh, but uh, they were obviously really, really good, you know, 57-9 and nine or whatever they finished uh, it, it's incredible the season that they had, but I always felt like there was a chance that their emotional style of play could catch up with them in the postseason at some point. And we saw that a little bit with Drew Gilbert and Frank Anderson losing their, their cool, you know, the first game of that Super Regional and getting tossed. Um, and you have to wonder if not having Frank Anderson, the pitching coach, was a factor, you know, the, the rest of the weekend. I mean, Tennessee still was in control. I mean, in the last game, they were up 3-1. to one. They 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 had it in their sights, and then maybe just give Notre Dame credit. It's a veteran team with a ton of poise, and, and I mean, again, veteran team. We're talking about a team that has tons of seniors here all the way through the lineup, guys that played in a Super Regional in, in, in Starkville last year. They were used to the atmosphere. Um, a team that won the ACC by four and a half games last year and had basically the whole lineup back. So, I mean, there's – there's a lot of pedigree with those guys, too. This is not some upstart. I think it was the perfect team to go into Knoxville and survive that atmosphere. Aaron, I think I saw you make this comparison. You know, Ole Miss, what, what an up-and-down year they've had. I didn't think they would shut out Southern Miss twice on the road. And I think you made the comparison to Virginia a few years ago. Is that, is that a, a good comparison to make? Yeah, feels a lot like that 2015 Virginia team. I mean, they were both, I think, the last team in the field of 64. Virginia was certainly one of the last, if they weren't the last. Uh, but they both kind of snuck in as, as three seeds. And, um, you know, they were both preseason top five teams that didn't play like it for most of the year, just snuck into regionals and then got hot and made it to Omaha. And, and of course, Virginia went on to win it all. Um, and we've seen that before, too. I mean, Oregon State in 2007, same deal. They were probably the last team in the field of 64 they probably only got in because they were the defending national champs and they got a little bit of a benefit of the doubt there. Um, and then, you know, they were, they were like a few games over 500 overall. And, and they get to the regional and they just catch fire. And they were just a buzzsaw all the way through and win it all again. Um, could see Ole Miss making a run like that. I mean, the way they're playing right now, uh, this is a team we always kind of thought they would be. It's a great position player group with a ton of experience. And they found the right answers on the mound with Dylan DeLucia and Hunter Elliott leading the way. Feels like there's enough there, so uh, this I feel like this this College World Series is going to be wide open. But it wouldn't sh- shock me at all if Ole Miss is the team that winds up hoisting the trophy. Aaron, you're talking to Gatorland here, so obviously Gator fans wanting to know, you know, what's going to happen with this Florida program. You know, Barco is gone. Sterling Thompson's got a chance to be a first rounder. Fabian, you know, Ryapel's got a decision to make. Where do you see this Gator team going? Yeah, they'll probably lose all those guys you just mentioned, which is not, not a surprise. But, uh, boy, I just think they're loaded next year with, with looking at what they've got coming back, and especially all those young arms. And, um, you know, Pierce Coppola, once he gets healthy, I think he's got a chance to be special. And, 
Um, you know, we, we saw those freshmen kind of grow as the season went along. I like the talent in the lineup, too. I mean, I think they're still a preseason top-five team next year, um, even with all those, those losses that you mentioned. So they just recruited such a high level. They'll probably come up with some more big additions in the transfer portal because why wouldn't you want to go play, you know, in Florida with what they've built down there? Um, so I, I suspect they're going to be really, really good next year. Were you surprised at Mike Martin Jr. being let go, and who do you see maybe taking over for him? Yeah, that was uh, interesting. You know, I, I would have thought he would have a little more time there, especially considering all the history with, with his family and, and him himself. He played there. He coached there under his dad for a long time as an assistant. Um, yeah, they, they were a little disappointing this year. I mean, I thought that team should have had a, a, an Omaha-caliber pitching staff, and the, the lineup just didn't ever really materialize to back those guys up. But there's probably more going on there. Um, I don't know, but it's uh, – I think everyone expects Link Jr. to be to be the guy. I mean, that's you know, it's a little awkward for Link Jr. because he's going to Omaha with Notre Dame right now, right. and they just fired his, his his former roommate and his good friend Mike Martin Jr. Um, and he's got to deal with all that distraction. It's awkward. Timing is unfortunate, but I think everyone assumes that that's what's going to wind up happening. Is Florida State's just going to go get this guy, and he's going to go back to his alma mater, even though it's uncomfortable. All right, let me end with this, Aaron. Who do you think? wins the last two supers and then based on that who do you like in omaha i really feel like stanford now has has kind of steadied the ship after getting blitzed by uconn in that first game i thought it was important that stanford showed some life um you know towards the end of that game and and made it interesting they were down like 13 to 4 and they they get back to within 13 to 12 and lost the game that built some momentum and then yesterday they just kind of cruised to an easy victory i feel like stanford closes the deal um, I think Oregon State, Auburn feels like kind of a toss-up, but I picked Oregon State heading into it. I'm going to stick with them. I just think that you know they are very good at home. Um, I think they've got enough depth on the mound uh, to, to to make this work today for them. They they play great defense and two really good clubs playing playing good ball could go either way. I lean Oregon State in that one. It's been a you know a good series so far, a couple of close games. So. Um, and then I just think it's wide open. I haven't really had a chance to make my pick yet um, to win it all. I need to sit down and, and analyze it all. But, okay. I mean, it just feels wide, wide open in Omaha this year. Okay. Aaron, as I always ask, where can people see your work? Yeah, find us at D1Baseball.com, at D1Baseball on Twitter. Um, lots of stuff coming this week to preview the College World Series. We'll have a podcast, a, a live show tomorrow. Um, and then all throughout the, the World Series will be on hand uh, with everything you need to follow the action. Okay. I always appreciate your time. Thanks for squeezing us in. Hi, Steve. You got it. Aaron Fitt, D1 Baseball, joining us here, uh, knows his stuff. Um, listen to what he said. He thinks Florida will have a top five caliber team next year. I, I'll bet you there's a lot of Gator fans that just went, huh? And I think what happens with that First of all, we don't really know, right? Because we have to see three things, I think. One, what happens with the draft, right? I think we all assume Ryapel, Barco, Thompson, Fabian, all those guys leave, okay? But does Rivera, does Halter, you know, we, we don't know that, okay? Two, what does Sully do in the transfer portal? I think he'll be more active there. And then, to Aaron's point, are those young arms, and remember, 
Brandon Sprout probably isn't coming back either. So if you assume Coppola was good enough to start on the weekend, week one, if he's healthy, right, will those young arms take the next step? And then, you know, Caglione, who would have even thought he would hit the way that he did? And he's a pitcher. So they have a chance to be pretty darn good. All right, uh, 392-8255, and you can email srussell at wruf.com. We are hopeful of getting uh, Coach Holloway here, um, but it really just depends on the plane uh, as they're coming back. So when we get our break here in a second, I'm going to text him and see if we can get him here. If not, we'll try to get him here uh, tomorrow. Hopefully tomorrow, Barry Melrose is here uh, to preview Lightning and the Avalanche. Um, We'll try to get a couple of other guests tomorrow as well and get your last comments because it's going to be our last show for a week uh, tomorrow. So uh, hopefully we'll end on a very, very high note and uh, hear from you. Uh, But we are getting into those dog days here. We will at least, if it doesn't rain, uh, know what the College World Series field will be, who will play whom. Uh, so that will be there as well. And we'll be able to see the results. Not to worry about rain at Golden State. We'll know the results of Game 5 uh, coming up tonight between the Warriors and the Celtics. 143 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good morning, I'm Brett Unger. The Gators track and field teams will have a break today after both the men's and women's track and field teams have won the national championship this past weekend. This championship marks the end of the UF sports season. The Tampa Bay Rays will have a night off tonight after finishing a series against the Minnesota Twins over the weekend. The Tampa Bay Rays will be back on the field tomorrow starting up a series against the New York Yankees. In basketball news, the Warriors will play the Celtics in Game 5 of the NBA Finals tonight. With the home win, Golden State would be just one game away from their fourth championship in the last eight years. You can catch the game right here at 8 o'clock p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Brett Unger. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Thinking about selling your home, waiting for the right time? You're not alone. Selling's the easy part. Finding your next home can be tricky. Hey, it's Steve Russell. I know everybody knows a realtor. I know several. However, the one realtor I trust and highly recommend you call is Scott Caldwell with your home sold guaranteed realty, especially in the Ocala area market. Why risk leaving money on the table with just any agent? Scott Caldwell has an 18-year proven track record and expertise to help you sell and buy. Scott's name is his promise, your home sold guaranteed realty. He has guarantees in thousands of exclusive buyers in his database, creating higher demand, multiple offers, and taking the hassle out of selling. This is how he nets his sellers almost 3% more money when compared to other agents, just like he did recently for the Cantors in Ocala, selling their home for $12,250 over the asking price in just four days. Call Scott Caldwell today, 352-209-0000. That's 352-209-0000. Or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. 
Every day, thousands of children require the kind of care that only children's hospitals can provide. Members of Children's Miracle Network Hospitals treat more than 10 million children each year. Your local member hospital ensures that every child receives the best possible care. Kids can't wait. Help fulfill their most urgent needs by visiting cmnhospitals.org. Donate and show your support for your local member hospital by visiting cmnhospitals.org. Hey, Florida, we know you love getting out on the water. But do you know what to wear when you're out there on the water? A life jacket, of course. And whether you're fishing, skiing, sailing, or just cruising the water, there's a perfect life jacket designed for you and your activity. Always check the label to make sure your life jacket is U.S. Coast Guard approved. Then try it on to make sure it fits properly. And then wear it. Life jackets save lives. Visit wearitflorida.com to learn more. That's wearitflorida.com. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Well, as many of you have called in today uh, to discuss about what happened with the Gator track teams, uh, you kind of run out of superlatives. Uh, But it's my pleasure to bring in the head track coach, Mike Holloway, to talk about what his team's have accomplished mouse i don't know where to start dude i mean first of all congratulations i guess that's the best place to start but folks have called here just you know gushing and and saying what a great feat it was you were there you saw your kids perform what what'd you think of, of what they did and what they accomplished i mean obviously first of all thank you sure to everyone who's you know, saying congratulations and i mean it's it just a byproduct of what I saw all year in practice, and especially during the, the taper to the championships. And um, just an incredible group of young people who had an incredible focus. And, um, you know, our plan when we started the year, I honestly thought we could win all four, meaning both indoor and outdoor on both sides. We just had some injuries indoors that prevented us from challenging for it. But um, it all came together, came to fruition outdoors. And it's just a testament to, you know, the athletes, the staff, the support staff, and everybody involved. I mean, look, it comes down to recruiting, you know that, and then, you know, what, what the kids do. But, you know, you the resiliency, your kids are, you know, tough. Uh, they perform at the highest level on the biggest stage. I guess that starts with the kids you recruit, as you said, Mouse. But, I mean, you, you said you saw this coming. You thought that you could win all four of them. That's amazing to me. <laughs> well, I mean, first, I mean, that. And you know me well, and those are the expectations I put upon myself. You sure do. And when I, you know, when Jeremy hired me for both of these positions, I promised him that we were going to be an excellent program that challenged for championships every year. And I don't, there's no reason why we shouldn't. And, you know, it's athletics. You're going to have injuries. You're going to have bad luck every now and then. But if we're doing our job and recruiting at a high level and coaching at the level we're capable of, we should challenge every year. And with the group of athletes we have on this campus right now, you know, it would have been a letdown if we didn't go in and perform perform the way we did. 
because we, you know, we're, we're that talented right now. We are. Take us inside. Let, let's start with the women, Mike. Let, let's take us inside as to what you were seeing unfold there. When did you think, you know, hey, we, I mean, you knew going in you had a shot, obviously, but did everything sort of go the way you thought it would go en route to that championship? I mean, again, like it's athletic, so never, never, nothing ever goes perfect, right? Right. But as things unfolded, I think it started for me with the women, honestly, on Wednesday with the qualifying, you know, with how well Tweak looked, the 800 meter girls looked really, uh, looked really good. Um, we got a bonus, and Vanessa Watson got in the final of the 400 hurdles. Nobody expected that. You know, Anna does, did what Anna does and broke the school record. So um, we saw the momentum gathering there, and then. On the off day for the women, the women's hep starts with, on the final day of the men. And it was fun to watch the women in the heptathlon feed off of the energy from the men's team that day. Um, you know, people didn't notice. Like, Joseph won the 200, and 20 minutes later, Anna and Sterling both run, 200, run the 200 in the heptathlon, and they both PR. And you know, there's, there's a clip of uh, Sterling walking behind Joseph in an interview, giving him, you know, uh, you know, being teammates and congratulating each other. So, um, and then on Saturday, it, uh, I, I probably, I mean, we, we talk about, we have these, what we call gator hours in track and field, where, you know, we're just kind of either in the middle of the pack or not on the scoreboard at all. And then an hour later, we're, we're winning the meet. And the women had one of those hours on Saturday. You know, it started with Talit. Talit was the, the trigger this time, winning the 400 and breaking the school record. And um, did it just roll from there? You kind of touched on this. But I want you to elaborate a little bit, if you would, Mouse, because you said mm-hmm. you know one team kind of feeds off the other. Has, has that always been the case with these guys? That I mean, they always pull for each other. But you, you get, I get the real sense that they really do feed off of the accomplishments of the other. Well, absolutely, and I think that the women winning indoors and kind of getting that monkey off our back. You know, it's, it's been thirty years, and the girls start talking about it being a curse of some kind, which is. It's comical to me, but if that's what it took for them to believe we needed to get it done, I'm, I'm all for it. But you know, we, we are a very close-knit group. You know, I preach family. I preach togetherness, and they do feed off of each other. It was fun to, you know, watch the, the men stand off to the side and watch the women pick up their trophy and see the smiles on their faces. They were genuinely very, very happy for the for the, for the the women. And it was also when we got back to the – we had to send the women back to the hotel because they had to compete the next day. When the men won, the women were very happy when we got back to the hotel as well. So, and, and I hope you can explain this to the maybe people who don't understand track. Uh, a lot of it, it to, to succeed is getting people to score points for you. And on the women's side mm-hmm. you know, and the men's side, too, you had a lot of people be able to do that. That just kind of looks to the depth of your team. But isn't that the key, you know, getting as many people possible to get your points? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the thing that um, it's kind of going to be confusing for track and field. It's viewed as an individual sport, but what we've been able to do and what I've been able to, cult- to uh, cultivate is the thought of, okay, we're an individual sport in people's minds, but we're a team. So when you're out there, you're representing the University of Florida, you're representing yourself, you're representing, representing the, your teammates. And so, you know, like even in a competition, you know, somebody gets hurt, we turn to somebody, hey, your brother or your sister just went down, let's pick them up, that kind of thing. So, you know, it's definitely a family atmosphere, and we definitely fight hard for each other every day. You know, I can't imagine doing this, but if Anna Hall is doing the heptathlon, <laughs> oh, excuse me, I'm going to go in the 400 meters. Is that normal? 
No, there's nothing normal about Anna. And Anna is maybe the most driven human I've ever been around in my life. And she she loves the challenge. And that was all her idea. When she first said it to me, I laughed. Like, I thought she was playing. And then she was like, no, coach, I'm very <laughs> serious. And yeah. I'm like, well, I would want to run the hurdles in the middle of the, the, the multi-event. And she said, well, I can do it. And, you know, she, you know, she had talked to Coach Welty about it. And um, we sat down and talked through it. I said, well, let me, let me think about it. And I guess it's now my job to put the training model together so that we'll be ready for it. And after a few um, training sessions where we, we mimicked what might happen at the, at the meet, you know, we, our estimate was she was going to have 21 minutes rest between the time she crossed the line in the Florida hurdles until she started the 800 and the heptathlon. And it had been exactly 21 minutes and 16 seconds. So the plan was good. And I know you don't like, you know, you, you're all about team as you always have been. But, you know, sometimes her performance and then Fambale too. I mean, my goodness, uh, you know, 100 meters, you know, run an anchor. I mean, again, uh, here's a guy who is willing to do whatever it takes to help his team win. Yeah, and I think that, again, that's what's required. You know, in our sport, you have to have the, you know, the, the superstar, let's call it. You have to have the person that's, you know, the, the face or whatever, but you can't do it without the supporting cast as well. And you know, so, like, you have Joe on the men's side, but then you have Champion Allison and Ryan Willie and, and the relays. And so, you know, and that's how you win the meet. You know, Dede Granover scores in the 100 on the women's side. You, you kind of have this three-headed monster um, with Anna, Jasmine, and Talitha Diggs, and then everybody else builds around that. And you know, how about the performance of, you know, our, our, our redshirt freshman, Parker Lobby, never been to the NCAA meet before. She goes there and she's second. Yeah. Which fight like crazy to try to win the thing. So, and again, I think that speaks to the passion of the, of, of, of what we've built here. And, um, you know, like John Anderson asked me, you know, like, like how does this happen? I mean, it's, it's, it's what we do. This has been going on for a long time. And, you know, just look at the men. You know, we haven't been outside the top four in 13 years on the men's side. Um, so that, that, that's kind of it's, it's kind of scary when you think about it. And I didn't, honestly, I didn't realize that until John Anderson told me that. So it wasn't like I was sitting around counting it, but um, <laughs> it's pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, all right, last question, and I, I hope I asked this the right way, my friend. You know, you okay. every coach talks culture. Every coach talks, you know, I want to build that. But in your mind... Where does that start? Does it start in the recruiting of the athlete? Where does that start in Mike Holloway's mind in building team culture? It starts with me. I mean, I can't preach something that I'm not living. I can't preach something that I'm not teaching. And I think that that's sometimes something that some people lose sight of that. Yeah, I want to build this culture. I want people to be a certain way and act a certain way, but they don't act that way themselves. And so it starts with me. It starts with me reminding them, reminding my staff and everybody else associated with the program of this is how, this is who we are, this is how we operate. And if, if I falter, then, then, then the culture falters. And what happens is this has been going on for so long here. Now the, the upperclassmen are teaching the freshmen, hey, guys, we don't do that. You know, hey, ladies, we don't do that. So, um, again, I think it starts with me, and it starts with, you know, me having that vision, but then I, I have to teach them to have that vision, but then also teach him how to uphold the vision as well. Uh, one thing that this guy didn't say is that this is the 11th national championship for Mike Holloway. 11. That that actually, number. Actually, Steve, 
It's 12. It's 12? Okay. That's right, because I forgot yeah. the other one. That's right. It is 12. Thank you for that. Um, I know you're fine. I can't add. Um, 10 yeah, plus I, I, I just didn't want your fan base to, call, to start bombarding you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Believe me. Thank you. I just can't add. Yeah, that's my, why I'm a my, broadcaster. My, my, I can't my, add. My daughter might have been calling you, hey, that's 12. And, and I would have deserved it. So thank you for the correction. But. <laughs> I, I think, welcome, but but twelve, eleven, twelve, thirteen, whatever. You know the point I was making. Um, that's yes, really not easy to do, and you have done that. Congratulations to you and your teams for doing that. And uh, we will talk. Thank you very much for doing this. Thank you for having me on, Steve. It's always a pleasure. My you friend. got it, Coach. Thank you. It is twelve. I can't add ten plus two is twelve. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, that number speaks for itself, doesn't it? That's just crazy, crazy that he's done that in the time he was here. And remember, he started as a high school coach locally here. That's where he's built this program, too. So, uh, wow. And I, I will tell you, um, I've got a couple of uh, women's track team members who uh, are in the college, and uh, I emailed them both today and congratulated them. Um, it's just it, it's fun to see them uh, off the field, you know, doing their work and helping them do their work. Um, so you get to see a different side of them, you know, when you see them here. Um, but, boy, those honors certainly uh, richly deserved. All right. Uh, that is going to do it for our show today. Obviously, our thanks to Gator Track Coach uh, Mike Holloway for joining us here Aaron Fitt from D1 Baseball, Jim Callis from MLB Network, MLB Pipeline, uh, <clears throat> getting you set for a uh, big showcase coming up this weekend and also the upcoming MLB draft, which we'll doing a, be doing a lot more with, uh, but that doesn't take place for yet another month or so. Thanks to Michael for producing today. We thank you for tuning in and listening. Always a pleasure when you do. This again tomorrow, our last show for a while as we take some time off. Um, and uh, we hope you'll join us and talk sports with us tomorrow. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.